1: Now, once again, here's Mark.
2: Good morning,
1: everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next two hours, if you stick with us here at 960 The Patriot, then we're going to be talking about cars. Maybe Perhaps your car, if you have a car problem, a car question. If there's a dispute at the dinner table and you want me to break the uh, tie because wife says this and uh, son says this or whatever, then 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960 is the easy way to And now's the time because Paul's on the line. I'm going to get to him in about 30 seconds, but you're welcome to call in as well, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto. They've been around since 1967, folks it's not because they rip people off and can't fix cars. (laughs) 1967. Auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance is what everybody does. But they are some kind of leaders in the diagnostic thing. If they can get it to happen, they can find it and fix it. That's the key to it. If they can get it to happen, if it only happens every other Thursday between noon and midnight, that's going to be kind of tough. But they're willing to kind of help you understand what to look for and what to do to see if you can change the noise, the hiccup, the miss, the smell, that kind of stuff. So Larry Harker's is good. 38th Avenue in Indian School, been around a long time, and I'm really proud to recommend them. Paul, thank you for calling in early. How can I help you?
3: Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call again.
1: You
0: bet. This
3: concerns my 1970 C10-350 that was upgraded with HEI. 26 years ago, untouched since then. At highway speed, it suddenly quit, restarted itself in a few seconds with a loud exhaust bang. That happened twice. After getting home and parking it, it would not start. No spark. I have power at the distributor. Uh, I don't know how to diagnose HEI. I don't have a manual for it. And I'd rather not tow it anywhere. I can tell you what's wrong
1: with it right now.
3: Okay.
1: It's the pickup assemblies. The pickup oh, is you pick take the, the cap water. off, then you take the rotor, yep. and and there's a, there's a coil that's around the shaft, and there's two wires from it, and I'll bet you dollars to donuts that if you were to take a pair of tweezers and just kind of touch one or both of those wires, it's broken. And the pickup assembly is, also has an arm from that to the vacuum advance, so as we go faster and the vacuum advance pulls then we advance the timing so the pickup assembly one end of it is stationary but the other end of it is moving all the time so oh, just go put a so pickup you have to the pull the distributor out of it
3: oh you can't can't do it in place
1: no no cuz you have to pull the shaft out to get the sh- the uh, uh the other thing you could do if you wanted to is is just take your distributor down and get it rebuilt distributor from an auto parts store if you wanted but the process is is to set the distributor where the i always set the distributor where the rotor faces 12 o'clock and then i pull the distributor you're going to pull the cap off of it you're going to pull the rotor off of it then on the bottom of the gear you're going to knock the pin out you're going to take the gear off you are going to pull the shaft out put it in a vise and then you're going to take i think it's two screws and you take the pickup assembly out put a new one in put the shaft back in it and go from there
3: Oh wow! So it might be a good idea to pull a distributor and take it to a shop, so they could do that part of it. Does that make sense or not?
1: Yeah, you know, no, certainly. That's I mean, I can't speak for all shops, but I can speak for the shops that I kind of represent. There's none of us would have a problem. What t- what part of town are you in? Sun City. Okay. Uh, heck, you got uh, you got Thirty Eighth Avenue and Indian School, um, Harkers. Um, automotive
3: dynamics maybe yes
1: yes automotive dynamics yeah i would call them and say um, i'm going to pull the HEI distributor out uh well first of all you want to take the cap off and see if one of those two wires is broken
3: yeah Mm -hmm. okay okay and then you're gonna in other words yeah the, the pickup assembly is not something you just reach in and pull out like a module it's more a lot more to it
1: Well, it circles the shaft, and the shaft goes from the gear to the bottom that engages the camshaft, all the way to the rotor. So there's no way to get that out.
3: Okay, I got you. I got you. I didn't know what it looked like. I haven't, haven't. Like I said, I've never been inside a HEI. Okay, you know, I
1: let's let's do. Let let me think out loud here for a minute. I I am ninety nine percent sure you have a bad pickup, but it also and the thing that bugs me the most is that backfire, that backfire. Um, the the only thing that in the in the H E I distributor that that you can that we replace is the module and the pickup. How about this? How about you call a couple of places and ask them for an H E I, and you're not going to be able to use the seventy model. You're going to have to say it's a seventy six. And you're going to say, how much is a rebuilt HEI distributor for a small-block Chevy? And why don't you just do that? Just go down and get another distributor, put the the rotor back on it, slide it back down, put the rotor at 12 o'clock or wherever you decide to put the rotor, and put a cap on it. That way we don't have to worry about whether it's the, the module, which might be 10%, and Mark believes 90% is going to belong to that pickup assembly. Unless, of course, you pull the wires and they're broken, and then you say, okay, but there's only two parts now. The three, a third part is the coil that sits in the cap. But you're going to take the cap off and set it over here. The coil's going to stay there. This isn't a coil problem. This is a module or a pickup, and it's 90 percent pickup and ten percent module.
3: Okay. Well, hey, thanks very much, Mark. I sure appreciate it.
1: No, it's quite all right. You gave me good information, and that helps. I like the backfire stuff. When you start to I I was thinking pickup from the. From the get-go, especially when I heard no start and backfire. (laughs) That's that's how important that is.
3: It acted just like I had turned the switch off for a couple seconds and back on. So it it was clearly ignition. I knew that.
1: Yeah. Another thing um, I just wrote down, it's funny because I've been talking about a pickup assembly, and I just wrote down Paul 70 C10 350 HEI, and then I wrote pole piece. Well, there's two sides to my brain. The pickup assembly is a common name for it, but oftentimes it's called the pole piece. <laughs> so okay. if you if pole that helps piece. you, yeah, it's 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 the same. Okay?
3: Okay. Very good. Thanks, Mark. All right.
1: You betcha. Speaking of old cars and stuff, six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. I should have been doing this a long time ago, I should have shared with you a long time ago what I already know and what we already do, but somebody brought it to my attention. There's a company named Dorman, D-O-R-M-A-N, and they are just one of the most wonderful companies in the United States, and this is what they do, Chrysler, okay, Chrysler has an oil filter housing. and the Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram 3.6, 3.2 v 6s 2014 to 2018. This oil filter housing is the biggest piece of dog manure you've ever seen. And it, you can't get this to stop leaking. And it, I mean, it's just unbelievable the amount of money and time everybody's spending putting gaskets and silicone and doing this and do that. Dorman, somebody brings this to Dorman's attention. They rebuild it. And instead of being plastic, it's now metal and it's a permanent fix. And it's cheaper than the new one if you were going to put a new piece of crap on it. They do that. Now, we use them all the time. They make us heroes. They make stuff for your cars. that I'll give you a couple examples. On a Ford Taurus and Mercury Sable 96 to 2005, the harmonic balancer comes apart. They make that part. Um, the engine timing cover on Chrysler's 2012 to 19, Dodges 12 to 19, Jeep 13 to 19, and Ram 13 to 15, engine timing cover with an upgraded water outlet. The water outlet is the problem. So you replace the timing cover and the water outlet again and again and again until you buy a dormant and then you don't do it again. So those of you that work on your own cars, when you end up with something that's dealer only. Why don't you go to Dorman.com, and let me make sure that I'm even telling you that that's the right uh, email address, and um, I'm looking real hard right here at their brochure. Yes, DormanProducts.com, D-O-R-M-A-N, and and it's a great idea to just to go there and look at your car and see what it is. Um, the other day, we are working on a 65 Corvair, and we need to do some oil leaks at the head, and we don't want to pull the head off. So our parts department, which, by, by the way, in my opinion, is the best parts department I've ever had. I got Jeff and, and Sean in there, and these guys can find anything I want, anything we need. But anyway, they really know the dormant catalog, and so they were able to find some pushrod tubes and vent tubes to fix this for us that weren't available anywhere else, and they make them. So it's a pretty cool deal, D-O-R-M-A-N, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, that should be on your phone. And we have another caller. Who might that be?
4: Say hello to Bob.
1: Bob, good morning.
5: Hi, Mark. Hi. I have two, two golf cart tires that were driven on under-inflated, and so the bead's broken. You know, okay. so I tried to inflate them with my little, you know, cigarette lighter tire inflator, but of course, the bead's broken, so... They don't inflate. So do I have to take the tires off and, like, bring them to discount to have them reseated? Or?
1: No. No, I, I I wouldn't think so. Um, let me ask you a question. The tire itself, you say the bead's broken?
5: Yeah, it's not, like, seated. So when I hook up my little home tire inflator, I just hear the air rushing, like, okay. around, you know, between the rim and the bead of the tire. All
1: right, let me let me change what you said. I've broke the loose the bead loose from the wheel and I don't have enough air pressure to reinflate it and put the bead back on the wheel. And and all you have to do is take that down to discount tire and they'll do that for you in about 2 seconds. Don't yeah. don't, take, don't, don't do anything. Just take both tires and both wheels down there. And on the side of the tire it says maximum inflation and I suspect pounds. Okay, I suspect that this this uh this accident <laughs> was caused by someone that was visiting your house and somebody else was driving it and da da da, da is is can this be blamed right. on okay well i didn't my... check
5: i wasn't checking the tire i let them okay. get under it, it. so then when they drove on it
1: okay the
5: thing was so it was my fault i take responsibility
1: and, and 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 you and i would be best friends and best neighbors for the rest of our lives because i know how to raise my hand too um, there, there's a good chance that you didn't do any damage. And it, it, Discount Tire knows good from ro- good from bad. And I, I work for them a lot. I like them a lot. If this is a free commercial, it's okay. I don't care. I'm just telling you, take it to them. Tell them you want 22, and I'll tell you why. I have golf carts up at the ranch, and the kids are constantly hitting stuff <laughs> with them. And I have found the path of least resistance is just to air them up to maximum inflation, and then that keeps them from blowing the beat off of them. And so yeah. for me and it also makes the battery of life of the golf cart longer because it's easier to pedal a bike with fully inflated tires than pedal a bike with half inflated tires. Yeah. And so you, you have a little extra mile per gallon or mile per kilowatt. But anyway, yeah, discount yeah. tire, any tire store, but discounts I'm sure it's Saturday morning they might be kind of busy, but um, yeah, you I'll might drop have to them wait. Off.
5: I got one yeah. other question.
1: You know one okay. of those
5: you're talking about oil filter like on the Toyota the plastic oil filter canisters uh-huh do you have a lot of problem where those are really stuck like they've been over-torqued and they crack when you try to take them off
1: that is a problem i don't have the the the, the catalog in front of me but you can go to dorman but the answer is is yes and, and and the answer is is that many times they're over-tightened when really they shouldn't be, and then that really makes them tough to get back off. Then you end up usually breaking them when you get put big pipe wrenches and strap wrenches on them and all kinds of stuff. So the answer is is that is a problem. I'm not quite sure it's the biggest problem on my radar, but it is a problem. And go to Dorman and punch in your Toyota oil filter housing and see what they say.
5: They sell a metal one. I, a lot of YouTubers, they... They get rid of the plastic one and just put a metal one.
6: Okay. That, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you see I, it, too,
5: though, where the plastic ones crack? Because they got uh, those fins. Like, you know, some of the wrenches, they, like, grip on those fins, and then you right. crack the fins on the housing.
1: Um, I'm not a f- I'm not a fan of stuff like that being plastic. So if I have an option, I'm going to go with an aluminum or a metal one. And I'm not going to have any problems squeezing down with a filter wrench to spin it off. I- I'm not concerned about that. So, I mean, if everybody would follow the, the directions on the box, they'd seat the filter and then put it on to a quarter to a half a turn. But you guys, get there's guys out there that do two or three turns on it, and it makes it impossible. And then you end up driving a big piece of rebar through the filter so that you have enough torque to get the filter off. So, yeah, we, yeah. we see, you can imagine, we see everything. But anyway, thanks very much, Bob. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Got five lines open, and we'll be right back.
7: Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago. Helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality, we have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one-half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you
0: wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
3: Uncover, uncover retirement concepts you need to know. There are three steps
2: to succeeding at the business of retirement. Ensure your assets, ensure your income, and assure your peace of mind.
8: Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kuyper. Remember, it's up to
2: you to retire to a brighter future.
8: Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. right here on 960 The Patriot.
3: This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. You've never done anything so hard in your life. You don't understand how you can finish. It takes inner strength and desire to become a Marine. When I I finished, I was like, I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me and said, Good morning, Marine.
5: PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit marines.com or call 1 800 Marines.
1: Well, thank you for sticking with us through the breaks, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next hour and 45 minutes, we're going to be here talking about car, car repair problems. We just talked about golf cart tires. We can talk about oil, gasoline. I especially like those kinds of calls that either are created by the wife or the husband that says, We have an argument, and you get to settle it. And she says this, and I say this. I'm really good at that. I mean, Judge Judy's got nothing on me, except I'm a lot nicer than that lady is. <laughs> so, <laughs> if any kind of car question, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, Automatic Transmission Exchange, Phil. Phil actually knew Fred Flintstone when tires were made of rock. Phil is that old. He's been around transmissions since 1968, in the very beginning of transmissions, a little bit before that. But now we have electronic, and here's the real issue. Phil says, Mark, he says, we're just, before we used throttle, where the throttle pedal was, and we used engine vacuum, and we'd used a little bit of speed to help shift the transmission. Today, it's all electronics the computer makes its mind up. It knows where your foot's at, how fast you're going, what the RPM is, how many people are in the car, um, how much fuel you got in it, all kinds of stuff. And he said, so it's just the same. We're doing the same thing, but we're just doing it in a different way. Well, as a result of that, there's going to be problems with connections, electrical connections and, and sensors and all that kind of stuff. You lose a speed sensor, the thing won't shift out of first gear because it doesn't think you're going anywhere. <laughs> so feels really good. Automatic transmission exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Uh, and if you have a problem and you can duplicate it then phil says give them a call and they'll take a ride with you and they're going to want you to show them the problem and then they're going to probably want to drive the car but you can't just take their test drive technician on a two-hour uh, jaunt and trying to make it happen it, it he, he he says that's a difficult thing to do so automatic transmission exchange 40th street and washington When it comes to car repair the best thing that you can do is get on an oil change interval and there are three oil change intervals. We have to remember we have three kinds of oil. We have conventional oil which I call Fred Flintstone oil which is from my dad and my grandpa all the way to today. A conventional oil is the oil we've used for the last 50 years. Then we have a synthetic oil and the synthetic oil is more man-made. And when it's man-made, and they use oil to make it, the additive package and everything is just perfect and precise. Then we have a blended oil called a semi-synthetic, which is a little bit of the old oil and a little bit of the new oil, but nobody will tell you what that is. Under the best of conditions, you'd assume that you'd have a 50-50, 50% 50 conventional and 50% synthetic. I can't tell you, well, here, I can tell you that that, relationship is secret. (laughs) I can tell you that. But I can also tell you that it's unimportant because conventional oil, the cheap oil changes, the ones for 20, 30, 35 dollars, those are gonna last three to five thousand miles. Now your shop may put a three thousand mile sticker on there, they may put a five thousand mile sticker on there and call you back for an oil change in that time frame. Eh, Sometimes they do it with self-serving, they bring you back early so they can have an opportunity to look at your car and sell you a tire rotation or a cooling system flush or a transmission flush or whatever. Or if they do the 5,000, you may live in Ahwatukee or Sun Lakes or Sun City and they notice that you drive 5,000 miles a year. So they put a 5,000 mile sticker on that and they bring in once a year, which is appropriate. It's very appropriate. So then you have synthetic oils and between 12 and 20,000 mile oil changes. And I do 14 to 15. So those are the kinds of things that you have. If you drive 15,000 miles a year and you use a synthetic oil, and by the way, oil is backwards compatible. So you can put oil in your 55 Chevy, you can put oil in your 32 Ford, your synthetic oil, you can do all that. I don't care what anybody else tells you, and I don't care, it's not true that if once you start on synthetic you can never go back to conventional, the engine has no brain and it doesn't know what kind of oil you put in there. You could put peanut butter or Wesson oil in there and the computer wouldn't know. So all these wives' tales and all those YouTube geniuses out there are telling you something different. So the people that we have in the retirement community, Sun Lakes, Awatuki, Mountain Park Ranch area, we put them on a 5,000-mile oil change interval. We use conventional oil, and we bring them back in at the beginning of the summer. So everybody comes in at the beginning of the summer, so they go through this summer, which is the most brutal time in in Phoenix, um, with fresh oil. That's it. So the semi-synthetic is for those that drive between 7,500 and 1,000. You know, I don't know, 5 to 7,500, 5 to 8, somewhere around there. And then after that, we go to the synthetic oil. So it's kind of like, how many miles a year do you drive? And we try to tailor the oil change interval to you. As you can imagine, it's a little bit better if I bring you in every 3,000 miles because, and I'm using words that are the vernacular of my industry, we get a chance to look your car over and of course looking your car over means additional sales so these are sales generated ideas the reason we bring in at 3,000 miles when really you should have a 10,000 mile interval is so that we can rotate your tires and service your transmission and flush your cooling system and and do your brakes and do all that stuff it's really not necessary because if your cars less than 10 years old it's pretty new we're talking about the uh, highest version of windows and, and, and you know, Apple. It's just a good car. They don't need service at thirty or three thousand mile intervals. That's just a waste of natural resources. So, if you don't know where your car belongs, then look at the owner's manual. And the owner's manual will tell you what to use and what the oil change interval. And it'll be right there on your maintenance schedule. It'll say change your oil every 3,000 uh, 3, miles, or ninety days, or one hundred and twenty days, whatever. It'll tell you. So you should follow that and really and truly, unless you have a reason to deviate from that what the manual says, then you should just do what the manual says. The manual is written by the people that made the car. The guys that work for me, me, Mark Salem, and all the other people in the auto repair industry, we're going to be hard-pressed to deviate. However, there are some exceptions in this respect. You have a three-quarter ton truck and most of the time the truck is empty and you're using it around town. That's one kind of oil. But, you also haul a giant boat and you go to Flagstaff a lot. And so you're going up there and that's uphill and downhill and that's a big heavy boat and we might change your oil and move you up a level or elongate your oil change intervals to to give you a better product. Now it's not likely that some in our industry are going to give you a better product because that cuts their own throat because in getting, instead of seeing your truck every 3,000 miles, now we're going to move you to five to 7,500 miles. You can see the difference. So just be careful. I think the sin is, and I see this a lot, the door sticker shows that the car has to come back in that 3,000 miles for an oil change, but the receipt shows a premium synthetic oil that has a life of twelve to 20,000 miles. So I'm putting a premium oil in your car that has a life from, let's go 15 to 20, 15 to 20,000 miles, but I'm calling you back every 3,000 miles and changing your oil. That's just really not the kind of shop that you want to deal with. You want to deal with a shop that has their interests second to yours, and yours is always first. That's how it works. Mark is my email address. We're going to come back in just a few minutes. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. And then you're welcome to call in, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. We're here every Saturday under the hood here on KKNT.
9: It's the same jig they assemble your car on. RainTree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. RainTree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. RainTree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and body work. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RainTree RainTreeAutoBodyInc.com.
4: Hey guys, let's play some video games.
0: This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just
4: stares at the walls. Twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy crazy
0: digital world zeros and ones but the love from his kids is totally apparent ooh see you, you don't, don't have to be perfect
4: to be the perfect parent you should have just played catch you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council.
10: Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y... Someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that so while you might think of The Why as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing The Why. We're so much more than a place, we're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. All about that demon, and the mobiles, a minute minutes after the, of the hour
7: of
1: 3, oh, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, I should say. I'm looking at the wrong clock, and I have a clock on my screen here that gives me ...time zones and stuff like that, and, and I neglected to just minimize that, but I'll do it to the next break. Nevertheless, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty Blackwell Automotive's up at 40th and Greenway. That northeast area up there in the valley is a very difficult one for me to find good shops, and because of this reason, oftentimes the shops are purchased and sold and purchased and sold. I need three to five years under the same management, because we're going to know if he's a good shop in three to five years... Well, there's a lot of them up there that aren't. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, there's a lot of them all over. Let's say the all over the valley. There's a lot of them all over the valley that have bad Google's. Lots of bad Google re- reviews. Um, some of them have other negative reputations that are um, readily available on the internet and stuff like that. So when we pick shops, it's important to understand that we pick them, and the criteria is pretty tight. And if a shop has a real problem and doesn't take care of the customer, or at least make me real happy about how their effort, then we just drop them. And that happens maybe once every five years. But Blackwell's been around a long time, and he kind of covers that whole northeast area. So if you're in that area and you're looking for a good shop, 40th and Greenway, Tom Blackwell's Automotive, he's a good guy. Let's go to the phones. Gary, good morning. How can we help you?
11: Uh, hi, Mark. Uh, good morning to you as well. I... Uh, heard your conversation about, uh, golf carts earlier, and I actually have a golf cart battery question, if, uh, sure. if you're able to help me with that. Sure. Um, and, uh, I've, I've had this golf cart for a number of years. Uh, I had the batteries, uh, all new batteries replaced, uh, not quite three years ago, and, um I failed, because I haven't, uh, I haven't ridden it or done anything with it. It's just been sitting in the garage. And I, I failed to check the, uh, the levels in the battery. Well, come to find out, I went out there to use it, and it was totally dead, and the cells were all dry. Um, when I was reading in the manual, it says when that happens, you've permanently damaged it. Is there? Uh, and I have several questions, but the first one is, is there any way to uh, bring that back to life, or have you just damaged it to the point where there's history?
1: Oh, I can answer this real easy. I have a golf cart the other day, and it's got six batteries in it. And I looked at them, and they were dry. And I added battery water to them just to cover the plates, just to cover Mm -hmm. the plates. I charged them up, and they're fine. What you're being told that once you run them dry, they're ruined forever, is just flat-out, bull, whatever. So what you want to do is, and you can use tap water. Just don't use dirty tap water, and don't use RO water. Okay, okay, so I, you, I did
11: get some distilled. That's fine. I use the distilled.
1: Yeah, but the, just, when I
11: charged it with the charger, it didn't. Uh, the, I think the charger uh, I have like a pro. I think it's called a pro fit. It, it doesn't. It it didn't. Uh, it has safety things or something in the charger, but the charger wouldn't wouldn't work.
6: Okay, and
11: I, I think the charger's fine. The charger uh, is also. Charlie uh, knew it. I bought it at the same time as I uh, have got the batteries. But um, is there? And I don't need to. I don't know. I, I, I was so confused reading. You need to put the electrolyte, like sulfuric acid, and and, oh, and stuff I, like I, that. Well, you know, but,
1: I, I hey, ho! Oh, stop, stop! We're, we're kind of rambling around here. I don't care what you decide to do. I'm going to tell you. I own a golf cart up at the ranch. The kids drive it. Mm-hmm. The ke- grandkids drive it. My wife drives it, whatever. I've been in, and when I, when I ran Awatuki Mobile for nine years, we did lots of golf carts. So I, I've been, and I'm, and I'm a good battery guy. So nobody puts sulfuric acid back in a battery. That's only those Google guys out there. They, they know everything. We want a 50-50 mix of battery acid and water. So put it back in. The problem with your charger is is it probably needs some minimum voltage to light up and you don't have right. any. So at that how many batteries do you have? Six. Do you have a voltmeter?
11: Uh I do, yes.
1: Okay. Find a positive and negative that says twelve volts on it. Okay? okay. And then when you do hook up your jumper cables to your car, don't turn your car on, just hook up the jumper cables and touch the positive and negative to the two that you have that say positive and negative. Okay. And now we have 12 volts in the system. <laughs> and, and, and this is oh. entirely possible the battery charger will start to work now.
11: Oh, so basically I just use my, the battery in my, in my truck to uh, charge the, basically get the, get the batteries going in the golf cart.
1: The battery voltage up high enough to where the golf cart can go, okay, I see I know that I'm connected to batteries now because I see twelve volts. I don't know what your motor is, I don't know what voltage your motor is, I don't know any of that. I'm just saying if you got a digital here, find a positive and negative that says twelve volts. You'll find one of them that says twelve volts over here, or one of them that may say twenty-four volts over here, or whatever, whatever. I don't know. Just find one that says positive and negative is is twelve volts. Hook up your cart to that positive and a negative then hook up your battery charger, and I think you have a 95% chance of it working. If it's not working, it's probably because of a bad connection, but more than likely that will put you over the hump. As far as filling them up, I would have filled them up with water. I wouldn't have used acid, and I think if you did use acid, you probably caused some of their demise.
11: I did not use any. I just used distilled water. Okay,
1: that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's what I'd do.
11: Are there but such thing as 6-volt batteries, or uh, would they automatically – I have the Trojan. I don't know if those you, are automatically 6 or 12-volt.
1: Okay, stop, stop. A 6-volt battery only has three caps. A 12-volt battery has six. How many ha- caps do your batteries have? Um, Just – I mean, you, you, pull, you put them with distilled water in them. When you pulled the, the caps off, was there th- three I on have each – bar- Okay, so those are six-volt batteries. That's why I told you to get out your digital voltometer. That's why I said find two terminals, positive and negative, that has 12 volts on it. Because I didn't know if you had a six-volt system or a 12-volt system. It doesn't make any difference, but if you find 12 volts, hook your jumper cables up to them, and and we're kind of done.
11: Okay, so so even if they're six-volt, I can still use the uh, 12-volt in my truck.
1: Yeah, because cause the, the batteries are going to be hooked in Siri, and, and so two 6 volts make 12 volts. So, uh,
11: oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Here Here's the deal. You hook up the battery cables uh, out outside the house, okay, out of the garage. The golf cart's out there with your truck's out there. So you hook up the battery cables to the two 12 volts you have, and then you go to the truck, and you hook up the truck batteries last, Okay. Does that make sense? You hook yes. up the jumper cables to the truck battery last. Because if there's a spark, I don't want it sitting over all of those batteries that are gassing like crazy because it will blow up one of them and you'll just shake the neighborhood. So okay. if there's a spark, I want it over by the truck. So that's it's always the best thing to do is, is when you're hooking up jumper cables, the jumper cables are hooked to the dead battery first and then to the support vehicle second. got to run, but thank you very much. Gary, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back.
2: For those of you with bills to pay, plans to remodel, or dreams of traveling, consider turning your home's untapped equity into cash. With home values on the rise, a cash-out refinance might be the perfect option for moving forward with your large-scale projects or bucket list wishes. Call Steve Oswald with Finance of America Mortgage today to learn more about whether a cash-out refinance makes sense for you. 602-266-5665 With over 20 years of industry expertise, Steve has extensive experience in product knowledge, loan origination, and the mortgage process. The end result? Better personalized service with loans tailored to your specific needs. Discover how Cash Out Refinance can help you pay down your student loans or get caught up on unexpected medical bills and vehicle repairs. Call Steve Oswald with Finance of America Mortgage, 602-266-5665. That's 602-266-5665 or go to steveoswell.mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, MLO 182922, NMLS 1071, ACBK
8: 0910184. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team? And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy.
1: 44 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. We're going to, let me real quick tell you about Kurtz Auto Repair. Kurtz has been around a long time. He's at I-17 and Bell Road. He's been around since 1987. I've known Kurtz since the early 90s. I know he's a good shop. I feel very comfortable in sending you to him. So if you're anywhere near that Bell and I-17 area, the northeast corner is Kurt's Automotive. You'll find a family-owned operation. You'll find uh, some wonderful people and some very capable technicians. And then you got Kurt. Kurt knows right from wrong, and he's not afraid to approach the technicians about and ask them questions about why they did what they did or why they want to do what they did. And Kurt is very astute with respect to car repair, as most of us are. So um, if you're in that area, I-17 in Bell, Kurtz Automotive is a great place. Let's go to the phones. Caleb, thank you for holding. How can I help you?
0: Yes, I've got a, it's a
3: 2001 Volvo XC70, or V70 XC. Um, I keep having
0: call pack
3: um, issues. So issues being, it keeps killing the number two coil pack. Um, any, any places to start on uh, diagnosing that
1: problem? Um, when you replace, does the coil pack come uh, just one one component? Where you just plug it in over the top of the spark plug and, and plug in two wires it, and you're done? It, it is yes. That's it's okay. You know. It's, uh, uh, okay. Um, it's always the number two. Okay, I know I I, I, I heard that. Um, is does the coil the new coil come with a boot or do you use the old boot? Uh, it comes with a with a boot. Uh, okay, and um, is it is the spark plugs been replaced any time during this process where you've put a coil in it and and had that same coil fail?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, the time before I last.
1: Okay, well. well Typically, yeah, um, the computer doesn't know if the coil failed or if the spark plug failed or if the boot failed. It just knows that it's sending spark to the coil, and it's not seeing a jump in the RPM. The, co- the, the engine's seeing the, the motor hitting on only four cylinders or six cylinders. It hits on all six, and it's really smooth, but as soon as we drop a cylinder, the computer knows that. So it's just blaming it on number two. I think what I would do if I were you is isn't that coil number the same as all the rest of them on the car? it is. Why don't you move 2 to 4? Um,
3: okay. Okay. I'll yeah. uh, I'll give
1: that a so, shot. Do, and 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 now here's because you've been doing this I'm going to kind of change what I say to you. There the, sure. there's the spark plugs, there's the coil, and there's the boot and the connection. If you if sure. you were to swap all of those to another cylinder and the problem moved to the other cylinder then you'd still have to figure out which one of them
8: it is. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been chasing it for about uh, eight months now, um, okay. and it's a secondary car, so. Um, All right, I'm going to give a... you,
1: don't tell anybody else this, okay? All right. Yep. Okay. okay. I-M-M imports. I-M-M imports. Imports. And don't okay. call them on Monday morning or Friday afternoon for obvious reasons, but you might call them and say, Mark Salem says you guys are really good with Volvos, and I have a question okay. for you. And just ask them okay. the same question. Is there a particular reason okay. or what am I missing when I have a code for coil number two? And, and and I'm not even sure it's coil number two as opposed to we're missing spark on number two or we're missing cylinder participation. We had one not too long yeah, ago, need- not a Volvo, but we had a broken valve spring on a, a motor. And, the, and 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 the customer was uh-huh. a YouTube guy, and he just kept putting in parts. And finally, we just we figure out it's got an intermittent rough idle, and when it's got the rough idle, then the spring is moving, and we've got a problem. And the cylinder's saying, "Hey, I've got a participation problem," but there, it's called a misfire code. It really isn't a misfire code; it's a broken valve spring. So, and it, keep an eye on the rough idle. Make sure that it always idles like a Volvo should. And uh, and and I think his name is Tuan. Like T W A N, something like that. Okay. I think that's the young okay. man's name that that owns it. But I've always been impressed with him, and um, I think he—it's worth okay. a call to ask him.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. I appreciate your time.
1: Okay. Good luck to you. Thank you, Lance. How can we help you today?
0: Well,
6: I have a, a 2013 Acura RDX, and it's you drive down the road and you get a little bit of a rattle in the back of the car and it's a shock or a strut but I didn't know much about changing shocks and struts and you always talk so much about oil and I was impressed with the oil being zero weight which made no sense to me and you explained that very well so what do I do about my shocks and struts?
1: Well. Um, the first thing I would do is is I'd verify the diagnosis um you are you're making them make you've already come to the conclusion that the shocks are structured the cause of this noise, but if you got underneath there and wrapped a bunch of duct tape around those springs and the connections and stuff, and if you changed the noise changed the noise, then you'd know which one it was uh An yeah. old guy like me and a lot of the young bucks can probably go drive it. And sometimes we take the young guy and put him in the back, and <laughs> the senior guy drives. <laughs> and, and he kind of goes from left to right in the back of the car. And a lot of times, if there's windows back there, they'll just roll their window down and put their hand on the back fender. And uh, and they're, they're they're feeling for the noise. But that's what really has to happen is, is somebody has to identify the noise and make sure... It's unusual that you have a noise with a bad strut or a shock unless the bushing's gone bad, and if that's a bushing, it's typically referred to as a clunk, a heavy clunk, and it happens all the time, and so that's what well, I'm used to hearing. That's
6: the noise that I think that I'm, is, is more of a clunk, but the, the irony is, so I, I had an oil change, and mm. as a routine, ironically... Um, it was one of those things that I said, I'm hearing this noise, and they said, oh, uh, we didn't hear the noise, everything's going to be fine, you're safe. And then when I had the tires rotated, they said, oh, no, you need new struts. And it just it seemed weird in the way it happened, and so I, I figured, you know what, I'm going to ask you when I get a chance.
1: <laughs> well, I... I um. Without saying names, is the place that changes your oil a, a general repair shop or, or yeah, is it a,
6: the, the generic yes
1: okay okay and and so they do all kinds of car work as well as oil changes. so if you needed a uh, you know if you needed a, a brakes done, they would do the brakes and stuff like that, right?
6: Exactly.
1: okay. Um, I would simply look them in the eye and I would find the highest ranking guy in there or woman. And you, I say this to my customers. Say it to my daughter Andy. She she runs the joint. Say look her in the eye and say, Andy, I'm not playing for guesses. You guys say I need struts. I got this noise in the back. If I spend two, three, four hundred dollars and having struts and springs replaced, because you can do one or both or or the other, and after you go in there, I don't want this noise, Andy. I don't want this noise. And if I if I, I have I, the Robert, noise,
6: go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, I cut you off.
1: And, it's, it's, and then you always ask for your old parts back because plan B is is put my old struts and shocks back on. Give me my money. I'm leaving.
6: And, and what, what I was cutting you off with, so shocks and struts, what kind of, you know, I know we're supposed to replace them, but that's not part of the maintenance that I'm really used to because I just don't pay attention to that. What would you suggest?
1: Well, first of all, it's shock are... Absor-
6: 2013. we
1: 2013. We're talking apples and oranges here. We're talking shocks and struts, but shocks are shocks, and struts are a shock with a spring. So, I mean, we're... Well, I we're think a my
6: vehicle has it combined.
1: Okay, well, then that's a strut. How many miles are on it?
6: Uh, about 97.
1: Okay. I, I want to tell you something. I don't change struts and shocks on anything I own, and we probably have 30 vehicles in our fleet until I, na- until I have to. Okay, somebody has okay. to complain, or we got we've got a strut that's leaking oil like a sieve, or we've got the bushing at the bottom of the strut or the top of the shed is all bad now. We got metal to metal contact. So no I'm not gonna guess. I'm telling you, this is an easy diagnosis. <laughs> it's on a one to ten scale, this is a two. So uh oh. you just just go um do you do you, if you don't if you're unclear, then what part of town do you live in?
6: Um, I'm up in uh Sunburst Farms.
1: Okay, give me Major Uh, Crossbridge. Okay. Uh, uh, Probably close to Kurtz. Okay, all right. Well, I'd go to Kurtz, and I wouldn't go on a Monday morning or Friday afternoon, but I would say Mark Salem says you guys probably don't have a prayer in hell of finding this rattle, but I can guarantee it. I can make it happen. Can I borrow a technician? There you go. And I promise not to have him for a half an hour. I promise. I can make it happen. I know where to go. I've already traveled around your area. I know exactly the path I'm going to take. And and he can either drive, and I'll ride with him, or I'll drive and he can roll around in the back. But that's people do that all the time, and it's okay. We're 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 honored to be able to show off our skills and our talents. So that's that's, that's not hard. I, well,
6: that's and that's why I appreciate your advice because. I I just don't want to, you know, I don't
1: want to start replacing things I don't need. And and really and truly shock absorbers or something, the shock absorber's job and the strut is to push the tire down on the road. That's all. (laughs) It's just to push the tire down on the road and keep it down on the road. When it goes bad, the tire starts to bounce. It cups the tire. But the symptoms are pretty dramatic a lot of people ignore them but then then at the end of the day you go hey you know this tire's all cupped up and this tire's got half the tread missing on it because you've got a bad shock absorber don't you have a bad vibration intermittently where it just shakes the whole car yeah 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 i thought but it it comes and goes and so i don't care okay well it's time to care because now you need a tire too (laughs) and so and if you want one one strutter you want to do both of them in the back you know what do you want to do so that that's the conversation that's what happens
6: And that's kind of like, then it gets into wheel
1: alignment and tires. and. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, you're jumping way ahead. There's a good chance on the rear end of that car that we're not going to have to do any wheel alignments. That's going to be an R&R. Take it off and put it on shock absorber back there. I've been wrong before, but if that's the case, it's okay. You still have to line it back up. Even then, a lot of us old-timers will just take paint, pst, pst, and we'll mark the two things, then we put the struts on, then we put the lines back where they were But <laughs> we're done. It's just, it's, but but it, it is a safety issue in the sense that we need that tire to be pushed down on the ground to stay there. We, the last thing we want to do is to have that tire up in the air when you're doing a panic brake and we only got three of the brakes working. So it is something that needs to be done. It needs to be addressed for the safety of the people that are riding in the car. Anyway, i got to run. Lance, good luck to you, buddy, uh, and and thank you. Those were good questions, and there is no mileage on your struts and shocks. Lance, my, my 2012 Dodge truck has 140,000 miles on it, and I haven't changed the shocks on it yet at all, and I have no intention until they start leaking oil or until somebody else complains. Or if my wife um, drives it and one of the shocks blows off of it, which won't hurt her, of course, then um, I'll probably end up changing them, but that's how it works. When it comes to car repair, um, there are a lot of shops out there that know their business really, really well and have no problem. But do yourself a favor. Avoid the YouTube conversation. Nothing wads my panties up more than to have somebody argue with me because they read some guy on YouTube telling my customer that I'm wrong. I'm at your car he's in he could be in the penitentiary in maryland you don't know who he is you don't know if he's an asc master certified technician like I am. You don't know that he's been working on cars since 1968 when he first got a gas station jockey job at Ken's Broadway Shell at Broadway and Priest in Tempe in 1968. Been working on cars. My fingernails have had grease in them that long. (laughs) When I go to a wedding or something fancy my wife scrubs them up with grinders and stuff. There's lots of guys out there like me but you don't need YouTube. They're guessing. Do you understand? They're guessing. And here's what the problem. In the dialogue between the shop and the customer, it. do you have a vibration? Yes. Does it shake the seat of your pants or the, the steering wheel? Oh, did the YouTube guy ask that? Is it temperature sensitive? Does it? Is it worse when you make a fast right turn or a fast left turn? None of that. You give him the symptoms, he tells you what's wrong with your car. That's good. So you give them the symptoms, and you tell, and then see if the doctor can do that without checking your blood pressure and your blood and your respiration and all the stuff that they do. The YouTube guys drive me crazy. It's a bunch of guys out there that want to be the heroes and hop on their horses and slay people's dragons, and all they're doing is costing everybody a whole lot of money. All right, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back shortly